And I thought Brian Kelly couldn't recruit. You know, oh, here we go. Here you we know, go. We ended the show on Monday, and I smoked my imaginary cigarette, Joe, and saying, uh-huh. ah, we are live. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Blake Rafino, alongside me, Joe DeLeon, by saying Brian Kelly couldn't recruit in a very sarcastic tone. Today, they get a top 100 recruit mm-hmm. at DB in the heart of Florida, not going to Miami, not going to Florida State, not going to Alabama, not going to Tennessee, not going to Florida, but it was Brian Kelly that pulled it off. Can, I mean, did that? I mean, what's going on here? I, I, people told me he couldn't recruit. I think I will say, look, I've never been one of those people that said that he couldn't. I will say that his first major step for setting good groundwork was creating that fence around the state of Louisiana. He has already done that at a very high level, but now here we are. He's going to sign a, or he just signed a recruiter is, is has a commitment, a commitment from a guy right. out of state guy. And there's potential for a few other guys that are out of state. That to me is where the real, you know, the real props. We goes to want Simmons. We want Simmons. That would be huge for you guys if you pull Colin Simmons. If Colin Simmons comes to LSU, Twitter's going to ban me. I'm oh, gonna, it's I'm, gonna, go, I'm going to break Twitter. You're going to be insufferable for that day, and I'm I'm here for it. Not insufferable yeah. to me, but insufferable to the general public, and I'm very excited. No, to that. one p- specific person. Anyway, yes, not what we're here for. Joe, what a massive two days of college football news. Jim, what's going on with Jim Harbaugh? Joe, we're talking about cheeseburgers. We're talking. We're talking. Look, I know that as a Notre Dame dude yourself, yeah, hate yeah. Michigan dog. We're talking about cheeseburgers here. Okay, but here's the thing, though, and we're gonna dive into this. What he did was a level two violation, which is like, it's like, hey, man, you shouldn't have done that. That's not cool. Little, cheeseburgers you know, is a level two violation. Isn't level two's lower? Is a lower level violation? It's not a high level one. Yeah. So but- the, the, what he got himself into, though, is that he lied. He lied and told them that he didn't do anything when in reality and actuality. Well, no, he, if so, you, he came out and said that he didn't lie. Well, he got suspended for lying. So I, if he, so he's lying about lying is what I now understand. Yeah, but regardless, regardless, okay. okay, dog, we're talking about cheeseburgers, bro. Like, I mean, at some level, come on. Well, th- this is why it's such a non, it's a story, but not a story because they're going to be really a lot of trouble if Jim Harbaugh is not there for when, for when they play Rutgers Bowling Green UNLV and uh, what was well the then you're going to have to explain to me how Urban Meyer covered up a woman getting beaten up from one of his members on the staff for five games and giving a recruit buying a re- recruits cheeseburgers is a four game sentence. It's stupid. It's really no, it, stupid. No, Joe, it's beyond stupid. Like. Yeah. What level of crime are we talking about here? You know what I mean? Like four games for cheeseburgers, five games for covering something up like domestic violence. So at, at some point we got to come. Joe, if they suspended him for a game, all right, whatever. I wouldn't make a big deal out of it. Mm-hmm. The simple fact that they suspended him four games over it, even the lying part, okay, so what he lied to you? You gonna tell me the NCAA doesn't lie? Joe, Mark Emmert, the former NCAA president, almost literally 
got put in and got held in contempt of court for lying to Congress. So, so now, you know, like, I mean, it, it just feels like, come on, dude, like, come on. It, yeah. Look, I'm on the same page as you. It's, it's an obnoxiously stupid story. And it's almost like the NCAA is, is stepping up their control because they have to. And look, they've never felt the need to impose any restrictions for actions outside of recruiting violations. And that's the sad truth of it. That's the only thing that they're hyper-focused on is recruiting violations for things that are non-consequential. Buying a kid a cheeseburger. Joe, a kid did not go to Michigan because he bought him a cheeseburger. I, I, I'm just I, I'm just throwing it out there. So I, I see Elk said, Blake, that's actually false about Urban. No, it's not. No, it's not. We have police reports. He knew about it. Like, it, yes. it's not – we have record of him at Big Ten Media Days – Saying, oh, I didn't know anything about it. That's that's BS. Shell, him and his wife Shelly knew what, what was going on. You knew it happened in Florida. You knew it happened in Ohio. That's like Elks. You can be a, you can say whatever you want. You can be an Ohio State fan. We know that that happened. Okay, like yeah, it's it, you can't defend that. Okay, but we'll talk about that. Um, your boy PJ Fleck is in the news as well. Um. Dude, what is going on? Like, I don't know what to make trying of it. to get away from having, like, like you can't run for doing something wrong. Like, what what's going on? Like, what is this hazing thing going on? We're, we're going to talk about this, but it is not even close to the same level of the Northwestern situation. This is weird, and I kind of question why this was a published story. Like, it's a lot of... A lot of allegations of what goes on in most normal football programs, except maybe a couple weird things here and there. I think that this, honestly, this story being published really, and, we'll, and I'm going to say this, repeat this later, it kind of screws over any, any player that wants to go public with, with serious allegations. Because now there's going to be a question of like, okay, is this a kid who just was uncomfortable with being asked to do a little bit more than, you know, he was being punished for his actions and asked to run extra and, you know, was, was asked to, uh, participate in practice if if you had a suspected injury. Like I, I think if you've been in a college football locker room before and you read the story, you think to yourself, a lot of this stuff is is typical. A lot of this stuff is normal. It's not toxic. Just PJ Flex a weird dude. We already knew that. I actually did lie. It wasn't a four game, five game suspension for Urban. It was a three game suspension. Oh, that's correct. The Hamburglar. Yeah. The thing with PJ Flex, I, I don't understand it. It is what it is. We'll talk about that in Big Ten Media Days. Joe, I'm just going to be real with you, and I, I know you're going to say I'm biased. Why do I feel like other S other Media Days are so horrible compared to the SECs? Because there's a lot more showmanship. There is um, more of an attention to detail, I feel like, with incorporating headlines, incorporating, you know. The, the other thing that kind of was an uphill battle, though, for the Big Ten this year is that it bugged the crap out of me that every single coach, every Big Ten coach was asked about the Northwestern incident, which was, they have no involvement. Why are we asking every single coach about the Northwestern incident? That, to me, kind of sucked the air out of the, the whole entire thing. Yeah, I, I just don't, you know, it just seemed bad. But there were some good things that came to it. We'll, we'll talk about that. We'll actually do a Michigan deep dive as well. Yeah. Uh, we missed on that. Also, uh, two... Months ago, almost to the day, um, actually tomorrow, I came on the show and said this. Sources. 
Joe, you need to clip this because two months ago I came on the show and said that I was hearing that Colorado was is I'm not going to say getting poached, but was in serious conversations with the Big Twelve. So much so on social media, I got a lot of pushback from Colorado people saying that's you know yeah that's just a rumor. This guy is from Louisiana; he doesn't know. Well, today. There was a meeting from the Board of Regents at Colorado about their potential move to the Big 12. It's the best move that they can make. It's the best Absolutely. move that they can make. And they're going home. Okay? Now, does that mean that Oregon's going to go to the Big 10? What does that mean for Oregon? Does the Big 12 move on up there and grab Oregon, Oregon State before it's too late? We'll have to wait and find out. I will tell you, though, Colorado's not the only place that they're stopping. No. Okay. No, absolutely not. <clears throat> quack, quack goes the checkbook. So all I'm just going to say is if you think they're just going after Colorado, that is not true. Just throwing that out there. We'll talk about that as well. So, Joe, a big store in here today. We'll do a Michigan deep dive. We'll talk about Harbaugh, P.J. Fleck, mm -hmm. Big Ten Media Days. Sorry I could not be on Bleacher Report today. How did our buddy Sean do? Was he Was he well-behaved? <laughs> Sean did a good job filling in. There was a restriction on the time of when we could do it. We had to do it this morning. Uh, did a good job, though. I, I think Sean was well-behaved. Uh, you texted me that this morning, and I told Sean you said that. Um, you, Sean is much more self-conscious about saying inappropriate things that he is way more tame than the both of us. So you know nothing to worry about. He did a good job. Well, every time I've seen in. content from him, he's talking about, like, Indiana being a hot dog wiener. Um, I, mean, I mean, like, it just <laughs> – well, you're he you're called Indiana. You're, he called them the egg whites of. No, I said they were egg whites. He said that they were eggs. But you're mixing up stupidity at, with, uh, <laughs> with with inappropriateness. I think there's a difference. <laughs> I do want to thank Sean for uh, yeah. for being there for us. Uh, he was up. I, I watched. He was fantastic mm -hmm. uh, as he normally is. All right, let's get rolling. Everybody, do it. Do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share to all those social media groups if you're on Facebook. Share if you're on YouTube, wherever you listen to podcasts, rate, review, subscribe. If you're watching us on Fubo TV, thank you so much. Let's talk about our good friends though over at Bet Online. Don't go anywhere. Let's talk some Michigan football, baby. Go blue. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events with the first to market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live, in-game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag, betonline.ag. We're back. Texas isn't, though. You know, I have a feeling that our Texas fans are going to clip up every time I say that, and if they win 10 games for one year, they're going to think that they're back. You know, everybody's like, oh, you know, they're going to you – know, I hear this, by the way. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, if they win 10 games for one year, that makes them back. That doesn't make you shit. No, 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 no. Especially in the Big Ten. Absolutely. Ten, ten wins big in the 12, Big, you mean, in the big yeah. 12. Yeah, 10 wins in the Big 12 is 
equatable to eight wins in the SEC. So, like, if cool, you finish with ten wins, not, and then you what? If not worse, right? I, I mean, it means nothing. I mean, because you're not playing Baylor, you're playing A and M. Like you're five and seven team in the Big Twelve. Okay, yeah. Baylor, <laughs> that's A and M. Okay, right. like I mean, so it's a it's a difference uh, uh, in that. Joe, I'm going to kick it over to you first. Let's let's talk about Harbaugh, or you want to talk about Fleck first? Yeah, wait. Let's get it on the Fleck stuff because that was a okay. that was a pretty big story that that came out today, and I don't think it really deserves. Tell everybody about what happened today, what's going on, yeah. and then that way we can have a a frame of reference. So a story was published today on Front Office Sports, uh, and it was in the same vein, or was trying to be in the same vein as the Northwestern story that was published, and there were opinions that came from both sides of the spectrum from anonymous former players, as well as on the record, uh, former players who supported the program or did not support the program and were not comfortable with the actions and the way that PJ Fleck handled, handled being a a head coach. It, It didn't to me really highlight anything that was egregious or inappropriate. Just to sum up some of the examples, it was talking about how, there was like a big booklet that included everything that you needed to follow. There were, it was cultish was how it was described. Uh, you had to, when you're passing at people in, in the hallways, you would refer to, you know, how you're doing. Instead of saying, I'm doing good, you have to say, I'm doing elite. Uh, you had to clap and give Coach Fleck an ovation when he came into a room. And if he wasn't satisfied with that, he had to walk out and walk back in. There was also detailing on, this strange thing called the the Fleck Bank, where you could achieve a currency, a social currency, if you will, by doing Dude, good what things. Was like that about like what is like, that? That was weird, but also like that's not toxic. I, I mean, I know plenty of football programs that have this weird crap, these like weird gimmicky things. Some coaches just love it, and some are total weirdos, like PJ Fleck. We already knew that PJ Fleck was a psychopath, but to me, nothing he was doing was inappropriate. Nothing that he was doing was supporting was as terrible as what was going on at Northwestern. There were some things that were highlighted in the article um, as him trying to rush guys back from injury and like, Oh, are you hurt? But anyone who's played the game of football at the college level knows that a head coach one. I remember my head coach, coach Fleming said this exactly all the time. Are you hurt or are you injured? Do you, are you just banged up and you feel like crap and you don't want to go on the field? Or do you have a serious injury that the, the training staff says you can't go back on the field for? That, that's all I took away from this article. W- why are we doing this? Is this now the, the new trend? Is that if, you're, if you feel a little uneasy with your head coach, you got to become public with, uh, w- w- with, with what you're uncomfortable with. It's, it's ridiculous. I think we need to be careful because – so okay. here's my opinion. Okay. I think we need to be careful. Okay. And let me tell you why. Because due diligence and due diligence works both ways, whether it be from a victim or whether it be from the acu- alleged accused. Okay. Remember, Joe, they suspended Pat Fitzgerald for only two weeks. Okay. Then yeah. all of a sudden, the story came out that this is a massive deal of what he was doing. Now you get close to 20 players that are suing the university. They came forward about hazing 20. And Joe, we're not talking about freshmen. We're also not talking about bench players. We're talking about starters that came out and talked about it too. Yeah. 
I want to be careful, okay? Because for me, I don't I, I don't feel like PJ Fleck is that kind of guy that would be hazing kids. But some of the stuff that I read was just so weird, like the the spank bank or whatever he was calling it. Like, what's Fleck a spank bank? Well, I, I'm going to call it the spank bank. Okay, I mean <laughs> row the row the boat. Uh, I mean, I mean it just. It feels weird, okay? Okay. However, I 1,000% agree with you. Are you hurt or are you injured? What's going on? Because, Joe, football makes a man out of you. Sports makes a man or a woman out of you. Because, look, Joe, you know this. By week four, you're hurting Mm -hmm. pretty bad, okay? Like I have scars on my hand from, uh, from surgeries. From I have scars on my knees from surgeries. You get hurt and you get injured. Now, here's what I first thought about when I read what he was doing. Are they saying that he's hazing them because they had to do punishment runs? Like that's kind of the extent of it. Is That's, that the like? Are you missing class, the, Joe? The article basically said that he made us do punishment runs that were egregious. There, oh, okay. They're wouldn't called, have lasted in the nineties if you were playing, or in the eighties if you were playing. Then no, no, <laughs> you wouldn't have. Now, look, what is he supposed to do? If you're failing, or the player. Well, what is what is Flex supposed to do to the player if they're doing something wrong? What can you do? You're supposed to run. That's how it works. Joe, listen. <laughs> I, I'm listening to the uh, Dennis Allen today. He's the head coach from the Saints. And he ran a gasser for calling a wrong play today at practice. Okay, the players were not only being held accountable. Marshawn Lattimore was running. And Dennis Allen ran for doing something wrong, too. It's not about you being in trouble. It's about accountability. Now, are the runs egregious? I don't know. But just for me and reading the article, and I don't have any sourcing on this, are we are we talking about kids being mad about punishment runs? That's well, apparently what we're mad about. Like, the, wait, so here's one of the quotes of Will Will Compton, a former Nebraska football player and also a barstool host. He he screenshotted one of the quotes that I I. I was perplexed by this and I kind of moved past it, but seeing it the second time, I was like, yeah, that is a little weird. Weird that this this individual who made this allegation was uncomfortable with it. The quote was, he was making us say, forget about ourselves as an individual. Individual, The player said, I was baffled because it's not anything logical. If you forget about yourself, then who are you? It's a team sport. That is the most commonly emphasized thing by a head coach to say, Forget about your individual needs when we're on the football field and put the needs of your teammates ahead of you. This person clearly is not cut out to play football. Like that's my takeaway. Why were, why was this a published story? I, I, I'm not coming at the journalist. I'm not, that's not what I'm trying to say, but like, well, because he's, I mean, in his defense, players are coming out and saying they're being hazed. I mean, it's his job. Yeah, you have to. T- I, I, that's why I'm not coming at the journalist because right. you do have to take these things seriously, and you're just echoing information. And you, he, it was actually a very well 
composed article because he got multiple sources. Dude, Joe, I was reading that article, okay, and I I was like, dude, this guy laid out everything that he was given. He held nothing back. He said, this is what we were told. This is what the players said. Here's what we think. Nothing. This is what happened. Like, this is what they're saying that happened, right? Look, I don't know what to make of this anymore, Joe. Like, I, I don't want to get canceled. And I get – I'm not fearful, but I don't want to say something and people are like, oh, you know, you you can't do that anymore. But I don't think anyone's canceling us over this. I well, really- okay, well, then let me say it then. Man up. Okay. Everyone else is saying that right now. (laughs) Well, if you have to, if you have to, if you're running because of punishment, this has been going on in football and in sports for years, years, Joe, man up. Okay. There, There comes a point in time, Joe, you've been on a football field. I've been on a football field. I had, let me tell you a story really quickly. Okay. Our defense and offensive line coach played at Vanderbilt. Okay. We got in trouble one time. Okay, a guy was try- was trying to throw his buddy a Powerade bottle. The guy misses the Powerade bottle. Okay, hits the bus driver in the back of the head after we had won a game. Sun Saturday or Sunday morning. Okay, we ran and ran and ran because nobody would give up the player, and it made us better. Joe, we, we would go ten straight weeks without a loss. Because we weren't giving up anybody. We weren't snitching on anybody. Look, man, we know that what he was trying to do wasn't wrong. He was trying to give him a Gatorade bottle. It hit. We had no business being here running. But it made men of us, and he knew it. Mm. Fast forward four years, I talk to this coach every day. Every day, okay? This is what sports comes down to and is about ultimately. It's not about getting a higher education. It's not about making millions and going into the NFL. Sports are about making a man out of you, right? Making a better person out of you. Joe, the principles that you and I do this show off of are based off the things that you and I learned when we were in high school, when we were in college. The work ethic that you and I have are based off of, Joe, us doing a podcast, please let me do a podcast and not run. Our work ethic didn't turn off, okay? Yeah. I just have a massive issue with players doing and saying what they're saying. That's all I got to say. And if anybody wants to attack us after that, grow up, Peter Pan, and come say it to my face. Right. That's look, I completely agree with all that. Having been in, we both have been in college locker rooms at a lower level where, frankly, I think that coaches could be even more strict at the lower, at the FCS level because, and, hazing, and, and because there's not a lot of journalistic integrity. Sometimes mm-hmm. at lower schools, they could get away with a lot more than yes. what Notre Dame, USC, Ohio State can ever get away with. Unless there's something in this article that we missed, which, again, we there was a lot. It was a long article. We read through a lot of it. I, I really don't see a way that this is, is – this juxtaposed with the Northwestern thing is just very odd. And that, that's my final thought on this. The, the timing of it to compare the two is, is wrong because one involves sexual assault and those allegations are serious and these concerns are, are nowhere near. Maybe you felt that you were forced onto the field quicker than you should have been when you were battling through an injury. And it also, it sounded like from one of the sourcings that it was, 
It was like one of the regents that was that was one of the people that they spoke to. Sounded like this person didn't like PJ Fleck. And that's what I that's what I took away from this. I also did read that and I was like, dude, I first thing I thought was it was this a woman? I like I really first when I said when I read the article and it said a board of regent did not like like did this and reported this. I'm like, oh, so it's a woman that doesn't like him. Right. Like they don't like the head coach. And you know what else? Let me tell you something else. Mm -hmm. is going on. They trying to get him out of there because he's not winning. I, I put more I put pin more on that. I don't think he is an extension or anything. Did he? Did he get? Extended? Yeah, he signed a massive extension. They're trying to get him out of there because he's losing. And they're using the story with Northwestern to get him out of there. That's what it you you want me to tell you the truth? That's probably what's happening. It might be a little bit of what's happening to Northwestern, too. Because this has been going on for years. Joe, he's been there for 17 years. Why now? The the other thing, too, and just last thing I want to throw in there. So Tony Liebert, who does our Minnesota show, uh, I don't know if he's still currently uh, a student reporter. Uh, he was previously. Actually, the other thing too that caught my attention is he tweeted out a, uh, a, a a screenshot of a text conversation that he had with a former player, uh, and this was the quote of the text: "Even though I'm not a fan of PJ, he doesn't do anything significantly different than any other Power Five school or really any college football program. When it comes to punishments, workouts, drug tests, etc., it's really just how college football works nowadays." I so like that's my final pin on this. I, I feel like that there is enough of outside information and everybody's commentary has been consistent of like the article was pretty neutral. The allegations are pretty minimal. If you really want to fire the guy over it, go ahead. But there's probably going to be a long lawsuit on Flex side if that happens. Yeah, please fire him because PJ Fleck will go somewhere else and I hope he goes somewhere that's actually good. And he look, he's a relentless dude. And mm. I might not like him, but I like him in college football. All right. Speaking of another dude that's in a little bit of trouble, let's talk about Jim Harbaugh. Joe, let me start off by saying, I, I mentioned this in our opening monologue. I let me say it again. What are we doing? As a college football fans, an institution, what are we doing? I get that he broke a rule. I get that he possibly lied. Okay. Joe, this is like giving somebody a two-year prison sentence or a, a year prison sentence, a six-month prison sentence for feeding the homeless, right? Like, or doing going to a soup kitchen and violating his probation or parole. What, what are we doing? He fed kids. Let me give a better analogy, and you can clip this. Okay. You're you're gonna mean to tell me that this that Jim Harbaugh because he lied to the NCAA and because he I, I allegedly paid for food for recruits to eat the man's gonna serve a four game sentence, Joe. That is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I'm to the point. I'm well past the point. I don't want Tommy Tuberville and anybody doing stuff with NIL. I don't want anything happening anymore. Give me a commissioner. Give me a commissioner. We're literally talking about a four-game sentence for feeding somebody, a recruiting violation. Joe, come 
on. Okay, so here's the thing, though. And, like, I agree with you, like, 90% of the way. But it's not just that stuff. He also, there were some illegal communications in dead periods during COVID or something along those lines. Joe, come on. But but that's the the problem is, is it wouldn't have been that big of a deal if he didn't lie. Like, if he just said that, yes, I did these things, and it just was done and over with. That's the... That is the problem is he's an idiot for lying. He's a dumbass for lying. That's where he got himself caught up is by doing that. That's why I'm I'm indifferent okay. on the suspension. Sounds I see good. both sides. Okay. I right. see Sounds both sides. Good. Why didn't you do it for Rick Patino? What do you mean? Why didn't they suspend Rick Patino? Yeah, the FBI arrested 27 people for having cocaines and prostitutes on the University of Louisville. Criminal. Look, the NCAA has been incredibly inconsistent in their decision. He said I took a not, lie He said I took a lie detector test. By the way, the FBI and us and my the, my the people that I know very well, which you know this, that are in the federal government, Joe, they don't use lie detectors anymore. They're very unproven. Okay, a lot of cases have been overturned because of it. Mm-hmm. So, Hugh Freeze is back in the SEC. Joe, he was getting hookers, hookers to go to the University of Ole Miss and give recruits lat dances and God knows what else. We're talking Look, about – and you're going to sit here and okay. tell me that he didn't lie to the NCAA? Look, I, I he, my bigger – here's the bigger point. I just don't think it matters. Like, who cares? He's, he's suspended four games. and th- It's too much of a – They don't, don't play anyone. They don't play anyone. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, They're going to well, win here's the thing, Joe. It doesn't matter that they don't play anyone. When you go week to week – Week by week, you get better, okay? There, He runs the show. So regardless of what you think, a four-week, a four week, it doesn't matter who he's plays. It's a big deal. I don't care about the wins. I care about the development in a month that, will have, that would lead them to being in Ohio State in November. Because let me just tell you, you don't beat Ohio State in November. You beat him in June, you beat him in July, you beat him in August, September, and October. Then you go into November and beat them. It is a process. Oh, well, it's a level one violation. Penny Hardaway admitted to the NCAA that he not only cheated, that he lied and paid a player money to move to Memphis. And you know what happened? Not a damn thing. But here comes Harbaugh. Oh, he lied to us. You know who else lied Hold on. Yeah. Who yeah. else lied to you? Nick Saban lied. Bo, uh, Bo Davis is the defensive line coach at Texas. Nick uh-huh. Saban got called in a lie. They blackballed an assistant coach instead of going after Saban. We know that. Like, but this is my whole point is that. If you say he lied. No, it's, it's so inconsequential because. They've never been consistent in their decision-making. They've never been consistent in their decision-making. Like, this doesn't surprise me that he suspended four games. And they're they're against four nobody teams, so I don't think this is going to impact them. This isn't going to hurt them. This isn't going to hold them back. Elks, don't talk about guns to a dude in the South. I, I'm just throwing that out there. I, I, okay. But look, I, 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 Brandon I don't Miller, disagree with you. Brandon yeah. Miller? If you want to throw in Brandon Miller? 
I don't disagree with what you're talking about. I just don't think that like we should be surprised that the NCAA has inconsistencies in their decision making because they have never been. Joe, this they've is- never been consistent. They have always been all over the map in their decision making because there is no tracking of precedent for handling any situations. And this is why that uh, you know hopefully some form of federal legislation does help remove the NCAA's impact on. A lot of things. No, the you didn't read the Tommy Tuberville thing. He's given the he's given the NCAA all the power. But he's given the NCAA all the power. Joe, this isn't going to come to a conclusion. It's going to get worse. But okay, you have to if you have legitimate rules of what's allowed and what's not allowed, then we don't have this haphazard negotiation going on for what was how many games he gets suspended for joe we have a texas a&m coach on video okay at a with it with five recruits saying hey guys look up in the suites you remember this video i know you remember this video look up in the suites that's the people paying you seventy five thousand dollars a year to come here Again, I'm not disagreeing with you. I know that other other people get away with this stuff. That's why that there's my point is that get away is, with it. There's consistent <laughs> inconsistencies. My point is that like we're wasting our energy yelling about it because it's they're going to do whatever the hell they want. They don't have any any integrity. That's what I'm trying to I get. Think at. This affects Michigan. I I completely think it 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 really makes me wonder about if they were going to be a playoff team or not. And you're going to laugh at that. Joe, a month okay. away with your head coach out is a massive, massive, massive deal. It's it is him not being around the program for a month is a massive deal. Let's not act I, like it's not. But he's been there long enough where it's not like that. They don't know what they're doing. They don't have an, you know not, an established. It's not culture. about that, Joe. Joe, if your if your coach will left for a month. Mm-hmm. Would it not have affected your entire team? They they have a a their roster is really good. They are a senior led roster, and they have a very very good coaching staff. I don't think this is going to hurt them. It's four non consequential non consequential games. They are still going to go back to the college football playoff. Well, they're going to go back. It's a non. It's a it's a game day suspension. If it's a game day suspension, it makes me feel a lot better. He's just away for the games. I'm pretty sure that like he's saying. Okay, well, that makes me feel better. You want to get in the deep dive with them? Yeah, let's talk about it. What do you think about Michigan? Well, as I was saying a second ago. Like on the field. Yeah, yeah, as I was saying a second ago, I think that it's so important for this Michigan team that they are coming back with with so much senior talent, so many important football players. The fact that Blake Corum and Donovan Donovan Edwards and Zach Zinter are all coming back on the offensive side of the football. And they didn't really lose much on the defensive side, except for DJ Turner and Mozzie Smith. There are a lot of really, really good football players on this football team. I think that compared to any other Big Ten roster, they have the best team and the most experienced team in the Big Ten. You're trying to, as you're trying to talk about here, does this hurt their their chances? I don't think it does. I think that this team, no matter what, is going to go 12-0 and in the regular season. They have every reason to get there and my biggest reason why i'm optimistic blake is that jj mccarthy showed lots of signs of improvement 
Didn't look great against TCU, but if all goes according to plan this offseason, is good enough to take him over that next step. You don't, you didn't think he looked good against TCU or good, good enough? He threw two pick sixes. Yeah, I understand that, but he also didn't give up 40 points. Well, he technically gave up 14, well, 14. points. They still scored 51. I agree that he's got to get a little bit better. He still threw for 350 yards and two touchdowns. He probably should have thrown for three. Remember uh, when they threw that ball against TCU and it got downed at the one-yard line, then they fumbled? Yeah. I do agree. I think another year with J.J. McCarthy is going to be big for them. I like their offensive line. I think you could make the argument that they might. They're in the class with Georgia. Um. Notre Dame, Michigan, and LSU. Those are the four best offensive lines in the country. Maybe you throw in Alabama there at number five. But Michigan definitely has one of the best offensive lines in the country. Offensively, I think that they'll be really potent. I think it comes down to, Joe, what can they do in the back end, secondary-wise. If you got a lot of people returning, that's not always a good thing when you're getting your rear ends torn up. One thing that is for certain, they have recruited a lot better. And they're going to continue to recruit a lot better. It's kind of crazy about, you know, we talk about them recruiting and you got the ham, you know, Harbaugh is now called the Hamburglar, right? I, I just, I do think that they are the most, I don't want to say they're the most talented. I think they're the most, uh, the best built roster, if that makes sense. Because it's difficult for me to say that they are more talented than Ohio State. I just think that we know what they have at quarterback at Michigan with J.J. McCarthy. And you don't really know what's going to happen with Ohio State. I still think Ohio State's got a lot of talent. I still, it would not surprise me with everything Donovan Edwards, Blake Corum included, that I've told you this before and I'm going to stay by it. I think that you can, either one of the three teams, Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan, could win it. I, I think they can win their division. I think every, I think that what that would be the, that's the West, right? The Big Ten West. Yeah, the Big Ten West. No, 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 the East. I mean, the East. They're the, the, East. Big Ten, the Big Ten East might be, in my opinion, arguably the toughest division in college football this upcoming year because of how good those three teams are. I'm not ready to put Michigan in there, man. I'm not. I know that Ohio State's got to go back to uh, Michigan in November, but – at some point, Ohio State's going to come back fighting. And I just think that they're too well-coached and too talented. I also think Penn State has got it right at quarterback. And I think that I like him more than I like a lot of people. And you know how much I feel about Penn State. The only thing, though, that why I think I give them an edge, if, if you put a gun to my head and said, Blake, pick Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, they're going to dominate on the line of scrimmage and they're not going to get slowed down. With that being said, yeah, they're probably the best roster. But, man, I just don't want to write – I don't want to pencil it in with them being the number one team in the Big Ten right now. But here's the the big thing for me. You know, the, their season's going to come down to two games. It's going to come down to how they play against Penn State. It's going to come down to how they play against Ohio State. Do they win both of those matchups like they did last year? Do they go on to win the Big Ten title because – they get victories over both those teams. Look, plain and simple, Ohio State in this matchup, they're losing three starting offensive linemen 
that went to the NFL. And Paris Johnson, Luke Whipler, and Dewan Jones. The two guys that return were the worst of the group. I don't think either of those guys are they're they're fine. They're nothing special. Their defensive line is talented, but Tyleek Williams, Michael Hall Jr., not super experienced. They have a lot of upside. I just don't know how I can sit here and buy into Ohio State to beat Michigan when one, they were pushed around on the line of scrimmage last year by them heavily, heavily pushed around on the line of scrimmage by them. And then two, Kyle McCord is a question mark. I don't know what he is. Well, so was J.J. McCarthy a year ago. But he played in spurts, though, his freshman year. And looked pretty bad. And looked pretty bad. There's a reason that McNamara – Well, Joe, they came out the first – He was a true freshman, though. He was a true freshman. Uh, Kyle McCord's been there for a couple seasons. Joe, they rotated quarterbacks in and out. What what we were talking about Michigan a year ago, me and you, Uh, in the preseason was, can they – do they have a quarterback? You knew that they had other positions. But the problem is – actually – Go ahead. I look. I actually think though that that was more of a telling sign for Cade McNamara being a bad quarterback than it was JJ being bad. JJ was a true freshman. Then look, why didn't you start him out off the top? Because he was a true freshman. I'm talking about off the top last year. Oh, I benefit of the doubt to Cade McNamara. I think that's probably probably the case. I, I I agree that I think that they're the best overall roster. I just don't think that they're the most talented. I will be a little honest with you. I don't know if at all times they're the best coach. Okay. Like I still think Ryan Day is a damn good coach. And I do think him taking a step back from play calling might benefit them. Fresh set of eyes. I'm I'm telling you, man. See, I don't it, really agree with that, though. I feel it's like- not as big of a separation as you make it seem it is. It's not. I'm not saying it's a vast separation. But I feel like Ryan Day has has rode off of the coattails of Urban Meyer since Urban Meyer stepped down. And like, what has Ryan Day done since then? He is a one international championship. Well, well, he's got his butt kicked by Jim Harbaugh. He got he's gotten to a national championship. He hasn't won one. We also said the same exact thing about Kirby. Kirby got to one in year two. He lost and then regained and then came back. Yeah, but what year is this now for Ryan Day? Four, he's, right? He's regressed. He's regressed. He used – Joe, they got the, into the playoff last year and almost knocked off Georgia. Is that regressing? I wouldn't say that that's regressing, but not beating oh, Michigan well, is a regression. Well, then where did they regress? They, look, they caught Georgia off guard. Are, I, I, like, do no. Really, they they not, weren't going to beat Georgia. exposed by LSU in the SEC Championship game, which you know that it's true, and they have a really good team. This that team that put up a fight with Georgia lost a lot of important football players again along their offensive line. I don't think that Michigan is, or I don't think that Ohio State's beating Michigan, and that's what's going to keep them out of it. Does this have anything to do with you saying that Notre Dame was also going to beat Ohio State? Don't don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. These are those are these are unrelated conversations. These are unrelated. I don't believe you. I think Ohio State's overrated. I really believe that they're overrated. We have constantly constantly giving them way too much credit because they're a legacy name. They're a big name, but this is one of the, this is, I would argue that this roster is, is, is probably one of the worst that Ryan day has had. I'm not confident in it. I don't see a reason to be confident in it. There's too many question marks. They are offensive line and their quarterback. All right. Getting back to Michigan. Okay. I, I do agree 
here's the thing for me. Let's let's get off of let's just say an, an argument's sake that they are who you say that they are because I do think that they can do it. It wouldn't surprise me if Michigan won the Big Ten again. Not even remotely close. Mm. Would surprise me if they won the Big Ten. What are you going to do in a playoff? Because that's yeah. here's the truth. You're talking about now to kind of combine it together about what you were saying with Ohio State. The reason we say Ohio State's overrated is because they were getting their asses kicked in the playoff, right? Like they were going there every year. One year, if you if you remember when they played Clemson, they yeah. blanked Ohio State. I think it was like 33 to nothing or something. Blanked them. They got to show up in the playoff. They they gonna at some point they're gonna have to show that they that they have a, a good enough roster that they can be well coached enough. Joe, they got ran out the building defensively by TCU, who quite honestly, of all the playoff teams that have ever existed, they may have had the worst offense that's ever made the playoff. I think that that's pretty fair. TCU, Joe, think of the offenses that have made the playoff. I don't know if I agree with that. Name I one. think that the TCU, one that TCU offense was better than the Notre Dame one that made it. Both Notre Dame ones that made it. That TCU no, I, I disagree. They, I disagree they, with that. They had a first round wide receiver in multiple draft picks. And that got came off his ass absolutely locked up when he played a uh, team in a corner worth a damn. I don't agree with that. And I don't want us to get off. You, get off. Do track. you know who Akon is? Yeah, I know who Akon is. Do you know what his famous song is? I got locked up, won't let me out. That's what Johnson was when he played Georgia. He got locked up, they didn't let him out. I I don't want to get get distracted from the point that we're discussing here. Look, I what I'm get what you're asking is is do they can they win a playoff game? And I it all comes down to one who they play, which we're not going to be able to sit here and predict. And it would be silly to sit here but and trying to predict. It doesn't matter exactly who, they, who play. they play, though. It doesn't matter who they play. Can they? Can they show that they can win a playoff game? To, I, I, don't, I don't care if they win it. If you play for a natty, even though I don't agree with the TCU thing that I'm about to say, if you play for one, you're a pretty damn good and pretty well-coached football team. The reason why, though, I think I have some optimism for the playoff for this upcoming year is what I led with is that senior production that comes back. Them making this heavy push with their their collective to incentivize their upperclassmen to return. There is a longstanding history for what has – not longstanding, but there is a history of proven rosters, of experienced rosters being the ones that can succeed in the playoff. They didn't work. It didn't work out the last couple of years. It did not work out the last couple of years for them. But a lot of those guys that have been through those punishing games, those disappointing losses, are coming back. So if they, you know, if you want that want a group of guys to figure it out and nut up and battle through the frustration, it's going to be the team that's been there twice and that is that has failed to succeed. Okay. I do like where they're at on their lines of scrimmage, though. I, I yeah. really do like where Michigan is. I, I here's the crazy thing. I do think I what I'm going to say this is going to sound so awful. I do think that they're the closest thing right now to an SEC team in the country. I don't think it's a crazy thing to say at all. You know, like they they are just built. They are built like an SEC football team. Yeah, Tough, up front, up up front, 
gritty, really dominating at both lines of scrimmage. They got really good linebacker play, really good running backs, really good. I, I mean, the only question I would say before we get out of here or transition, what can they do at receiver? What do you think? How do you think that they are at receiver, meaning Michigan? I, I mean, like Ronnie Bell was was their best guy, and he's gone. I I, I don't know. I, I feel like that that's where the biggest question mark is. But at the same time, do they really need to have like big name play, playmakers? Yes, because, they, like they run the ball so well. Yes, and they were Joe, fine throwing the ball last. When time. I told you, I, I this is a principle that I will stand by into the dawn of time. Okay, and until the day that I take my last breath, when it comes to football, there's going to be a day that their defense is not on. And you're going to have to go out there and score on <clears throat> TCU. That's a good point. Sometimes, they didn't show up to sometimes that. you're not going to be able to run the ball down everybody's throat because they have dudes and they're on one. You're it's you got to have dudes on the outside. You know what the you know what I uh, equate wide receivers to? The icing what? of the cake because they're the they're the what everybody likes on a cake, but they're not the foundation of your offense, which I agree. However, okay, if you don't have that icing, you just have bland cake, you're not going to like it as much as the cake that you would have with ice uh, with icing on it. You, you get the analogy. Like, you mm-hmm. got to have playmakers on the outside to win a national title. You got to have playmakers on the outside to win a playoff game. We talked about TCU just now. <laughs> Quinson Johnson was the reason that you can make the argument that they won. Joe, remember the the little crossing route that he ran and separated from everybody? That's yeah. why you have to have it. I just don't think they're good enough on the outside. I don't know. I, I Look, I get that, and I understand where you're coming from, but I think that their capabilities to run the football, Donovan Edwards, Donovan Edwards, why can't I say his name today? Donovan, Donovan Edwards, Edwards and Blake Corum, the, both of them are – so talented that they can rely on that run game to set everything else up. It, it is going to be really hard to slow down that run game, but maybe somebody emerges. There's some guys on that roster that maybe could emerge. Kind of like, you know, what, name, like you know what I do? So I went and played Madden yesterday for the first time in like 10 months. Uh-huh. And I got, I hated this. I got, I, because I love running the football so much. I went and got Lamar Jackson and I hate that. I had to pick Baltimore cause I don't like Baltimore. It is tough to stop a good running game. It is tough to stop a really good running game. However, you got to be able to stretch the field vertically. You got you you have to. It's in today's game, Joe. It's a must because when you give a team like Georgia or Alabama or USC, like I, I look at the offenses and the teams that could possibly be in there, Joe. Maybe outside of Georgia, maybe. Everybody else is going to score 40 on you if they have a month to prepare. It, it's just how it's going to roll. And you're going to be have to be able to score 35-plus points to beat those teams. And if you can't stretch them vertically, you're going to get beat. You want to get to this Colorado news? Yeah. You okay what? over there? Yeah, no, no, no. We're, we're running tight on time. Oh, we got I don't want to miss minutes. this. All right, last thing. I You're right. I can't stay along on this. Okay. So two months ago, I came out and said that I was hearing around the league, and league sources had told me that K- 
Colorado had had some serious, as an institution, had had serious conversations with the Big 12. You remember what happened. The Colorado fans came into the chat. They came into the views. They came in everywhere. I kind of felt like I was being attacked by Thanos and his minions. They were just coming from everywhere. Well, now it's coming out that the Board of Regents at Colorado are meeting. They're doing another special meeting tomorrow. They're thinking about going to the Big 12. Joe, you don't call that meeting if you're not going to the Big 12. Well, it's been confirmed at this point. Yeah, it's 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 been confirmed. I also believe, here's another source thing for you. I think the second team that they're going after, you ready? Mm. Arizona. Which is more I'm of a not, basketball actually, play. Actually, you know what? I'll just say the truth. I'm not thinking. Mm. I'm not thinking. Oh, okay. you, it is. It's going to be Arizona. I'm not. Well, I don't know if the talks have, have progressed the way that they did with Colorado, but they're talking to them. And so the only thing that I'm going to say, and the reason that, you know, what I had heard about Colorado, it comes down to one thing. And Jerry Maguire said it best. Show me the money. That's it. Yeah, it it's it's kind of strange that Colorado is the one leading the the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The secession. They're the ones right. that are that are leading this break. But I think that the main takeaway from this, Blake, is that this is going to be a, a catalyst for more movement. I really think that the minute that now that Colorado's gone, it is going to decrease the bargaining power that the Pac-12 has by even more. Oregon and Utah and Washington are going to start having conversations with outside conferences. I think that it is very telling, and this is going to sound weird, that every other conference that has been asked about expan expansion this these past couple of weeks, the commissioners that have dismissed it aggressively, they've all aggressively dismissed the the talks of expansion. Mm -hmm. That to me is a pretty good sign that there there's something happening here. And the fact that your mark denied it and that this happened is pretty good proof. It's pretty good yeah, proof. That I mean, look, Brett, your mark from the Big Twelve straight up lied. Well, he had to. I'm sure that there's no, some legal. He didn't, have to. he didn't have to. I'm sure legally that he can't. Be, if there's something that binding that he couldn't have said that this was going to happen. Greg Sankey did. Well, no, that got leaked, and then he had to address it. Wasn't that what happened? Colorado been leaked. I mean, I leaked it two months ago. Well, Texas A&M more heavily aggressively leaked it. All right, Texas A&M did leak the shit out of it. Yes, yeah, yeah. They we didn't have that happen. Know. Oh, well, you want to know how it happened? How <laughs> their board of regents started going to every SEC media member and had been throwing things with like bot accounts, like fake Twitter accounts, text like DMing them and saying that Texas and Oklahoma are coming to the league. I'll have to go and find it. I have like uh -huh. three of them. Like, I got, like, three of them in my DM saying, and I'm like, bro, who – and I honestly thought, I'll never forget, I was like, who in the hell keeps doing this? Like, why are they mad? Yes. Are they trying to think that I'd say this on the show without, like, going out here Thinking. and, like, checking it? Well, I checked it, nobody said anything. You know, like, there's, like, what, Texas and Oklahoma? No. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, that makes sense. And then it happened. Okay. And so the guy that broke it, guess where he used to work? Guess where he graduated from? Texas A&M. Oh. 
That's why. One percent. It it wasn't the same pathway for this though. But again, I think that um, I think that Colorado is going to open the door for more. Pac twelve screwed. They're not getting their media rights deal. There's no way. Yeah, I don't. Well, you're talking about the Pac twelve and the media rights deal. Yes. There's no absolutely no way not to hold us for too long. But that that is there's absolutely no shot that they're going to be able to pull that media rights deal. We'll see. But you know what we'll also see? We'll see all you guys Saturday. Great show, buddy. Good show. I feel like you're mad at me. Why? What am I wait, wait, wait. What am I not mad at you? What are we not yelling at each other on this show? And at the every end of the show? day that we talk not on this show. That's true. I'm not mad at you. Yeah, okay. See y'all guys Saturday. Like my, you sound like my girlfriend. <laughs>